Go. Yo, 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 yo. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing, everyone out there? All right. Um, I want to welcome everyone to episode two of the Lack of Serious and Sustained Effort podcast. I'm your host, comedian, Cortland Fallen, and I have the pleasure and honor. just honor. Yes, exactly. I'm going to add honor to that uh, to be introducing my very, very best good friend, from childhood, from Ninja Turtles to Hose and Girdles. Uh, <laughs> that was dope. Oh, wow. I keep up with that. Bars. Um, You're back. I'm back. Uh, yeah, this is uh, my, my good friend, uh, writer, producer, actor. Uh, filmmaker, juggler. Uh, Forrest Whitaker stunt double. Cyclist. Um, a cyclist, right? He did cycle for a period of time. A personal trainer. We forgot. You wear a mini hat, Sean. I do. Except for the one you're wearing today. I don't know what's going on. Uh, well, that's called the COVID <laughs> it's hat. It's the COVID hat. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I'm, sitting, I'm sitting across from Black History right now. If you can see him, ladies and gentlemen. He literally looks like Black History. Like, I just got it's the, here. It's the Frederick Douglass. He does have a Frederick Douglass. I was going to go with uh, the, the husband of Phyllis Wheatley that, that we don't yeah. know about. Oh, <laughs> Melvin man. Wheatley. Not even... <laughs> Oh no, Melvin Wheatley. That's not even a real person. I made that up. Um, I believed it. You see, yeah, yeah. that's an old black man's name. Melvin. That's an old black man, Melvin. Melvin is you out there? I got Melvins in my family. That's great. You do great uncles. A couple, yeah. yeah. That's the generation that had those names. Those were like distinguishing names, you know, like names you could write a letter. Yes, and it's like it's going to get to Melvin. You know what I mean? Quincy, like, uh, right? Yeah. Quincy, and then like um, then the, the women had prominent names too. Like um, they were like like Mary Beth. Eunice, Eunice, um, <laughs> Gwendolyn, Gwendolyn was big. M- Margaret, M- that Margaret was it? no, maybe white, maybe white. So, well, yeah, that was a white name. I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's that. See, that's funny. Like older yeah. women, because like I just like older women. And uh, that's why I had to stop. That was one of the reasons why I had to stop dating them because it's names? hard. Yeah, man, you, it's, <laughs> it's just real awkward to say an old woman's name in the height of passion. Like, oh, yeah, yo, who you seeing, bro? Oh, <laughs> oh, Beatrice. You know what I mean? Like, Damn. you it don't. <laughs> it just don't. It don't roll over well. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, yeah, never man. Never thought about it like that. Never. Don't don't think about it like that. It's it's a horrible way to exist. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, um, definitely. Um, so this is the Lack of Serious or Sustained Effort mm-hmm. podcast. Um, uh, I like to always reiterate how we got this uh, this name. So the name of this podcast came from um, um, when oh, I was in sorry. I was uh, in junior high school. I used to get progress reports, and then the progress reports they had these prompts. Um, where the teachers would just check off any pre-prompt there that uh, fit the student's behavioral production productivity at the time or lack thereof or lack thereof. Um, and one of the boxes was lack of serious or sustained effort. And no matter what class it was, I always got this box checked and it just became a stable of mine. I mean, <clears throat> words hurt. I'm just letting, letting you know, that's all it is. It <laughs> stayed with me. And I felt like this is what I'm going to call my, this is my stuff. This is, I'm own. I'm own they, my stuff. They molded your future. They pretty they much knew, did. They knew this. Yeah. Happen. The lack of serious sustained effort, which is now a podcast and the album coming soon. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> this is where we are. But um, yeah, man, um, I'm just glad to be able to do this with you because, you yeah. know, we've we've had this artistic background for a long time. Yes. And um, this is this is big. This is big for us. Yeah. I'm glad to be here, man. Yeah. Thanks for, you know, like starting this out uh, and inviting me on. Yeah. 
definitely it took um, the world almost ending literally Sean for me to get you yes. to get us to be able to work together you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? we had so many ideas we had we're here to save it I'm just saying save, right yeah. right it, it was hard to get him out here folks I'll just let you know that right now my, my man's a germ germaphobe to the next level I mean he was he had his fingertips taped when we were in 8th grade I remember it was, no. <laughs> literally I wasn't playing he wasn't yeah. playing he was not playing you might have been wearing masks before people actually got masks For now sure. you I might. used to read John like Nostradamus prophecies I remember with, that behold the pale horse or something like that <laughs> class I, to, <laughs> I, I knew everything I saw all this no it's true sure. and it's funny he say that because it was that my friendship with you was questioned by my aunt and was like, why do you want to be with that morbid young man he just <laughs> something right about that right I remember my aunt thought that you were building an ark secretly because you thought like the world was gonna <laughs> like, is he walking with plywood again I was like what damn <laughs> what does she look at me like that? right she either thought she thought you were either like one of those doomsday preppers or Jehovah Witness it was one of those two that she thought she <laughs> yeah, it was definitely the first one definitely definitely no man but uh, no definitely so our subject today um, definitely want to get into is uh, right up your alley you know as a, as a writer yeah. of uh, you know television and Play just writing in general, the creative process yes, of I writing. Yes, I love it all. I yeah, it. Um, but uh, definitely, you see um, the 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 influx of cultural diversity in television and film now. Mm -hmm. uh, Black Lives Matter was a, a spearheading um, moment that kind of evoked this this uh, inundation of color on TV. Now, as you can see, um, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. You don't think it's black on that? What, what do you what do you what do you think? What do you think sparked this? Sparked it? Um, shoot! Like, what do you mean by like? Well, I'm, there's an influx like like now, right? Every commercial people have noticed. Every commercial now is this. There's a mixed family. There's yeah. interracial families. They're depicting the real world that has always been existing. Yeah. And for some reason, you know, we haven't been represented in TV and film at the rate that we are now. Right. Now I'm seeing like black women in like you know. Stridex commercials, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like they never they used to hire balloons. And they, yeah, shit exactly. That you know they don't do. right, right. There was a, a, a <laughs> it was a commercial here for some mountain gear. It was a black woman climbing Everest. I was like, look at Fuck. this, look at God. You know what I mean? Like that is it's true. Casting, yeah, best. You could tell like they just basically mm -hmm. went to that pile of like black <clears throat> headshots that they just threw in the corner. Yeah. Like they were like telling one of the grips, "Hey, go over there and <laughs> yeah, yeah, go over there and find me." <laughs> We're looking for a middle-aged mom. And I can tell, too, bro. Like, I could tell when I'm watching something mm -hmm. and they just needed, like, a person of color for right. the role. Exactly. But what bothers me sometimes, I, obviously, I love when, you know, we as people get, get these roles. But right. I hate when I could tell as a person with an acting background myself that they just chose the first brother I just walked in. It's true. They they you, do it a lot. You know, like, like a like, role. Yo, come on, man. <laughs> It's this true. Man is all wrong for Some of them have like a rolled out of bed look, you know. Yeah. And I'm going to bring up. Um, so one of the people that I feel like has that rolled out of bed look is a young man that is in the movie now. Uh, Judah, what is it? Judas and the oh, Messiah. You talk about LeCabe Stanfield. Yes, he, he's, 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 he's a great good. actor, but the dude looked like he 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 looks like. But that's like part of his charm, right? I realized because the like, unbrushed. Yeah, look like. Yeah, you know, it's like the dude that when we used to play pickup ball back in the day, okay. who would come to the game late and be like, "Yo, let me get in right I'm next," and then he like, just yeah. wreck you, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you ain't even comb your hair. Like, like, right? Are you awake? Right. He, he, he looks like like how yeah. if you tried to leave the house like that, a yes. hand was coming. Like, get upstairs. You know, like your mom definitely yeah. would not let you leave the house with your head looking <laughs> like that. He's a good actor, man. He's a great he's, actor. Yeah, he's one that I got my eye on though. For you know, 
to um, represent. Right. Us in I that think he's field. taking us to the like, next field. Exactly. He's very good. Right. I like his choices. You know what else he did? Um, besides, obviously, everyone knows from Get Out, he was the first brainwashed dude. Remember him? Yes. The first. The oh, very yes. First the one. gentleman's name. Yes. I remember. Yes. I know what um, but did you ever see. What is I'm that? sorry to bother you. Yes. I'm sorry so- to bother you. Sorry to bother you. I did not see Look that it up. film. It's by Bootsy Collins. You know Bootsy Collins? Bootsy Collins. Yes, yes, yes. He wrote and directed. Okay. You got to see that, bro. That's a great movie. Yeah, you All right, like that's one to watch. We're going we're yeah. to take a look at that movie. Um, I'm going to definitely put that on my list of films. But definitely, um, these guys are definitely um, are Denzel's, so to speak. But we're not talking about in terms of eye candy. We're talking about the, the actual like conveyance of the scripts and like the emotion, compassion, and taking on great roles and showing diversity, you know? What do you mean? Like, um, just like, like well, I said, well, I'm using Denzel as a metaphor because Denzel mm-hmm. was like our it guy as far as black actors. But we also the eye candy is a big part of that for like, you know, how people say, oh, he's Denzel. Like, but Denzel as a orator, you know, he uh-huh. holds you with his dialogue. Yeah, and his yeah. presence. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So these guys are like building up to that. Like, yeah. yeah you know what? I mean, look, I don't always I get when people like compare someone mm-hmm. to someone who's already a great and established. But. Everyone's just themselves, man. Right. You know what I mean? At the, right. at the end of the day, everybody's just themselves. Exactly. Um, because no one's going to have the, the presence of a Denzel. Right. You know, that's, I mean. Well, I thought the young man, um, Daniel Kaluuya. Um, he's great. I hope I'm saying it right. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's funny because when you get typecast, you get typecasted sometimes. And so for now, those who don't know Daniel Kaluuya. Right. Oh, actually, uh, the, the male lead in Get Out. Yeah. 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, so Daniel, Daniel Kaluuya, he just has that, from that scene of him being, Put into the sunken place. Just every time I see him now, I feel like he's in the sunken place. Like you just want to yeah. save him every time. I don't care what he's doing. He could be at a children's hospital. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> like a St. Jude's Children's Hospital, yeah. giving back to the community. Like, and I'd be out? like, Is he out? Are you yeah. in? What's he just gonna? Yeah. <laughs> he's in his mind right now. That might work for him though in his relationship. Like with girl, like you know, he's giving all He just sit in the chair and just he stare at her. Get any white girl he wants. Oh right my now. god, one he's tear. Like, he can get him a one tear. Yes, seriously. It's like I'm not like that one. Uh, <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> my family's harmless. My dad's harmless. I We're to- totally different. Totally different. We're not. We're not. We're not them. Yeah, that's great, man. No, no. Um, and yeah, so definitely, great. yeah. And then uh, actually, you know, little uh, um, little Rel Howery, comedian. Um, he's coming Sounds up in the actor Little Rel. So in, in Get Out, he was the friend. Yes, comedian. Yeah. He plays a comedic part, but he's taking some dramatic. You know what? He even though like he didn't have a ton of screen time in right. that, he helped that movie a lot with the comedic uh, aspect. Absolutely, like, great balance. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was like it, it was nice and jovial, but then like you know it was a serious thing, and then he would like bring yeah. the, the humor out of it. And I love oh, that. What, what a great movie because um, it, it's like so in horror movies you have like horror like just like any genre has like subgenres, right? So that's horror comedy was, right. is what we would call it. Um, Jordan Peele just nailed it, man. Jordan Peele is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And then you talk about now. So now that's your alley right there. Talk mm-hmm. about writing and producing. Yeah. Who are your influences as an up and coming writer and producer right now, like in this industry? Um, influences, I would say. Hmm. Um, that's a that's. Um, I've always been probably my number one is probably Stanley Kubrick growing up. Okay. You know, I'm obviously, and then people listen to this like, oh, he's fucking weird. Right. Um, yes. Stanley Kubrick. But I'm, I'm weird in that way because his, uh, his ideas, the, the visual way he captured the visuals. Is... Of course. Clockwork Orange, I think it comes to mind oh, off the rip. Yes. I remember seeing that yeah. at like, I think I was maybe 10 years old. I had 10? 10. <laughs> I had, so this is crazy. 
Uh, ten years old. You remember Nyack Library? Yeah, yeah. Used to be able to go there and get the VHS cassettes, and they I just let you get that, bro. I, there was no filter. I just, I literally saw the um the uh, what is it the the the, the cassette tape and what was like that one eye. And I'm like, what is this movie about with this clown on it? Yes. I'm thinking this is clown on here. Wow. And I thought as a oh, ten year old, I'm like, I'm about to get this movie with this clown. Yeah. And what I saw. <laughs> After, <laughs> so, so what we're finding out now, ladies and gentlemen, is that Nyack Library now now people are going to go back and find out who the librarian was and cancel who her. was there. At the, right? Oh yeah, because we're cancel culture. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's horrible. That is horrible. She rented this young man, this ten year old man, a Clockwork Orange, and, and I, it ruined I, his life. I was on it. I was on it. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it definitely changed my life. I mean, I I, I never knew like just. I wanted the chairs in that movie because I was like, when I get no. an apartment, I'm about to decorate it. Yo, I'm trying to tell you, yes. it was psychedelic. It was comfortable. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. I mean, see, but that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like when you set like a um an an environment like that, right. he made it feel like another world. Like right. it wasn't even on planet Earth, but it was. But it was right, and you didn't know what time period it was in. Right, like that's like. Something like that is going to be timeless. Like right. you can watch it fifty years from now, and and it's not dated. Exactly. Yeah. yeah no, you're exactly right. And I feel like um, so Stanley Kubrick. Uh, what was another one? Oh, uh, not The Shining. Am I mistaken? Uh, the he Shining. did The Shining. He did do The Shining. Yeah, yes. but you know, obviously a Stephen King story too. Stephen so King it's story, right? Like the marriage of both. Also, yeah. Still, the, the Shining had me messed up. I didn't want to go to Bear Mountain Lodge again after that. Like I was. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm naming local spots, but imagine going up with your girl like that. It's like, yeah, let's uh, we're gonna go up to this lodge. First of all, <laughs> you like The Shining? I don't even, I don't even want to be taboo, but like, you know how they always go, that wouldn't work with a black woman. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you this right now, that wouldn't work with a black woman. Just nah. like, yo, I got this job, babe, up in the mountains, but we gotta lock in. You know what I mean? Like, she wouldn't have. It would have been over right there. No, it would have been over right there. Like, at least when he first snapped at her when he's typing, right? And he he turned around, I was like, eh, you know, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it would have been over. That, it would have right been there. right. Yeah. No, race, yeah, the relationship would have been crazy. Because first it would have been cool for like the first couple of days. She was Snapchat and like yeah. Instagram herself. <laughs> Like making moves, showing like big empty rooms yeah, in the yeah. hotel and stuff. Oh my god! And then maybe a Snapchat of me like typing on the, the, the typewriter, yeah. Bay getting money, something like that. Then wow. after a while, a typewriter. She, yeah, I just realized you said typewriter. Oh, can you believe that? I haven't wow. seen one in a long time. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. I even wonder if that lodge, how the Wi-Fi would be in that lounge. I don't think it would work. Right, well, you in the mountains, but they gotta <laughs> have it. And so, also, all right. So now let's get back to the race issue in that movie. Who was yes, the well, trusted yeah. okay. groundskeeper? Mr. Um, <laughs> Mr. Holleran. Mr. Holleran. Mr. Holleran. Played by Scatman. Is it Scatman Williams? Legend Scatman. Yes. I don't know. Did I say Williams? That's racist. Last, let me get, let me get this. I'm going to get his name right. But it's definitely Scatman. Right. Oh, Carruthers. There you go. Carruthers. Scatman Carruthers. Yeah. Legend. Cast, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yo, let me tell you. that. Like that man. So it, that goes back to the black trustworthy Roles, yes, that uh, were you know Scatman Crothers. Yep, his 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 uh, character's, character's name was Dick. Yeah, uh, what was it? I always had a problem with the way they dispatched him in that movie, though. Yes, because and and you know what? Did you ever read the book? I did not read the book. Thanks for pointing out that I don't read uh, literary. Spoiler works. alert: His character does not die in the book. He doesn't die. And he, he does not die. Wait a minute. This is breaking news. It changes everything. Now, I got to be careful because I know okay. when you show this to people, they're going to be like, oh, he did die. And then they fact check. Okay. And I'm an idiot. Well, that's all right. That's what we're Either, here for. He didn't die or he died way later, like at the end. But not. And he was, it had a big part. Okay. So in the movie, you know, he just got killed. Right. They they just wanted 
um, someone to be killed, you know, because there aren't that many deaths, and it's supposedly like it's like a horror movie, you right. know what I'm saying? So, um, but he's wow. a much more of an important character than, than the they movie made him out to be, really, because he really opens uh, that little kid, Danny. He right. opens him up to his ability, the shining. Because I remember he was focused yeah. on that young man, like trying to get him yeah. to get in his sunken place. I guess I don't know, but <laughs> yeah. you, you know what's crazy? So that's crazy, though, yeah. because I even my problem was this that um, the lodge was closing down, and you know. Uh, Michael Keaton's no, I'm sorry, Mike, woo, I'm sorry, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His character was appointed to be the caretaker, right? Right. So here's Scamming, uh, you know, yeah. Dick, the character Dick. Um, his character is off. He gets to go home, yeah. but for some reason he can't get work off his mind. What does he do? He calls back to check in. You remember that? He's like, I just wanted to check in because I tried to call well, and no one's answering. The reason that that happens is because telepathically he has the shining, which linked, is the telepath. Right. He was linked to the kid and he knew something. Exactly. Going on. That's isn't that something? Yeah. So really, what was it? This man was a homicidal killer, really. Like yeah. he just know how to suppress his stuff. Like what was that? What Jack Nicholson's character? No, um, Scatman. No, he, um, no, he just knew something was he, wrong. He was, okay, and he had to go over there and check on him. But it was just. But my thing, Sean, is why was he thinking about work, bro? You finally got a day <laughs> off. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? For the for unrealistic, such yeah, a worthy servant. Course. He's so dedicated yeah, to. Yeah. To Mr. Jim and them, you know what I'm saying? Like he's like, let me check on them. And then what he do? Then what he further do? He left yeah. the airport and did what? Rented a car in the blizzard. In the, the blizzard, way. okay. Listen, this Yo, is my man. Yeah, he didn't get. Happened. You think he was gonna get reimbursed yeah. for that car rental that he Hell took no. to go back to work? Hell no. They wasn't gonna reimburse him. No. We didn't tell you to come back here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He wasn't getting paid. He wasn't getting paid at all. Exactly. And yeah. then what he do? Then he came. Then he got the the cat, the four wheeler, yeah. and was driving his yeah. And then went there and got axed. Can you believe that? He got axed. All because he didn't mind his damn business. Just be on the, You remember that? That was yeah. whack. Come on. Yeah, he walked in. He and it was, that was it. He didn't even get a run scene. He didn't get a. Can, yeah. get, a, can I get a run? He put up a fight. Like no. Yeah. Damn. He didn't get to say one like Negro last word. You know, like yeah. you like what's a good <laughs> dying black man last word? Like oh, he didn't get a mother effort in it. Like he didn't. I was the best. <laughs> like his last dying breath. <laughs> Yo, you know what? Yo, that's that you say, don't think about that, right? They always make us die in the worst ways. That's in what I'm saying. Movies. Disrespectful, uh, like uh, like all pathetic right. people. But my, my thing is, he died. He died at the hands. <laughs> when he died at the hands of someone wielding a tool of labor, like he ain't gonna never just. It was an axe. That's meant for cutting down trees and other outdoor I, arduous work. I right? didn't see how Nicholson's character knew he was walking in because he didn't see him. He just walked. He's like, oh, somebody's here, and just flew behind. Right. Around the corner. Now here's the thing. Here's a, here's a here's a spoiler alert inside it. Did you know that the ring door cam existed at that time? That's how he knew he was there. <laughs> that was the first one. <laughs> no, it didn't. Yeah, yeah. He saw one of door cam. He's making that up, everybody. He, he was like, "Who the hell is yeah, at the door?" <laughs> that's crazy. Yo, you know what this makes me think of? Though? What's that? So like, you know how like that role in particular? That's like um, black filmmakers and black actors. We know that there's like historically a lot like. I would say secondary roles that they used to put us in. Right. And that one is considered to fall into the magical Negro. Right. That's Negro true. Category. Right. Tell me more the about magi- the magical Negro. <laughs> the, yeah. The magical Negro is all wise. He's okay. very wise. All right. All right. But very similar to the wise black grandmother, but that's mm-hmm. different, you know. But okay. The magical Negro is usually older, but he doesn't necessarily have to be. Okay. Um, he cares about uh, advancing and helping the main characters who are usually white. True. 
uh, with whatever conflict they're going through. Right, right, right. And he does it through magical means. Um, he's <clears throat> super nice. Yeah, know, generous. And, uh, it's just he's the kind of Negro you bring home for dinner. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Old Tom's coming through tonight. Yeah. Nothing offends him. Right. Everything just everything's wipes right off his shoulder. That's true. I thought you were gonna go the angle of um. So you know, for a period of time in Black history, um, like. Black people were also deemed as mythological creatures, similar to to unicorns, and that it's, it's actually true. That, um, the young babies they used uh, yeah. to take babies' feet yeah. and use them as charms, uh-huh. and and the value of of like Louisiana, the, the, the whites down there, they believed in these things, like that black babies possess mystical powers. As, That's as, just bizarre. It's, it's really true. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's it's crazy. Right, the craziest we took thing. A dark turn. Yeah. We took a dark turn. Yeah. For all our Caucasian yeah. viewers, the views expressed here are not yeah. necessarily that. No, it's like, <laughs> We got to deal with it, okay? Damn. Wow. <laughs> no, but it's true. I thought you were going to go that route, but no. That's true, but I it's didn't like know about that one. Just no. a, a trustworthiness yeah. to us. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Let's bring us back from the the abyss. Uh, so, all right. All right, Sean. So, in, in writing like sitcoms now, what are your favorite sitcoms right now? Like currently or currently, all time? in um, general, all time. No, let's go all time. All time. Oh, bro, I grew up on sitcoms. So, yeah. they asked me that. Um Fresh Prince, Cheers. Definitely. I love Cheers. Definitely. Okay. Um, I think that's the GOAT as far as right. um, sitcoms. Seinfeld. Right. One more time. Oh, Seinfeld. Definitely. One more time for Seinfeld. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Lucy. To I go way Lucy. back. Okay. Hold on. I love Lucy. Let's deal with that for a second. Sure. Now, I love Lucy. That 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 was a 1950s. groundbreaking yes. television show because this was an interracial <laughs> couple. Yeah, it was. People don't really understand the interracialness Very interracial. of I Love Lucy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it was like Lucille Ball. <laughs> Which just shows you it's all about aesthetics. Right. Exactly. Really? Right. Lucille Ball and her 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 Latin lover Desi Arnaz. Uh-huh. You know, like she she was really groundbreaking in getting him on television because they were not trying to have him, you know, play her husband because he was her actual husband, you know, like TV. That's true. he was her actual it's husband true. at the time. Right. Um yeah, I forgot the story of how they actually got the show. Right, I'm pretty sure there was a lot of struggle. There's a movie also about that uh, made for TV movie. I think that. Well, you know, they also had a tumultuous marriage though off screen. Well, who wouldn't? Yeah, it's a white woman in 1950s world married to a Hispanic man. He was, but he was like the like he was very domineering. Yeah, yeah, he had. He was a muchacho by all means, right? Definitely. But yo, I got a. You can't front though. When you used to watch that show and like his musical numbers, you'd be singing. That yeah, show. it was kind of fun, right? Yeah. It was like, it was like <laughs> he had, he had, a, he had yeah. them bongos in there. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that though. If you if you look closely, there's a couple. There's two episodes where he had a do rag on and a Yankee fitted. <laughs> if you look, it's two because he. Right. <laughs> Cuban, I'm like Cuban. Like, you were most black. He's from Washington Heights, man. He was from Washington Heights. He's Desi Arnaz from 175th and Broadway. Yeah, he definitely was. He had a wave cap on in two episodes. If you go back and look um, <laughs> and then what was the whole thing the, the, the neighbor Ethel she used to keep coming through because she I feel like she kept just kind of catch Desi by himself like he just pop up at the house you know, oh Lucy <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean like no but that dynamic that was that model of sitcom was yeah. like that was the best the neighbors the best. they did everything the first right you know? it was like them and honeymooners right you ever noticed basically. And those sitcoms, neighbors didn't knock though. They just they no, just had they autonomy just to walk in. Yeah, they just right. Burst in. Yeah, isn't that something? You get tight if the, your neighbor did that, right? What? Now. It'd be yeah. horrible. Yeah, they come in, they go in the fridge and stuff. Ur- Urkel, Yo. Urkel just walk in your house. <laughs> That's crazy. Got any cheese? Got any cheese? <laughs> it's true. It's a nerd ass. Right. So yeah. I mean, and that and that sitcom. So there you go. There, there's the diversity aspect. But they weren't yeah. thinking about diversity. They were like, it's going to be cool to have this. Hispanic man, you know, he's he was a well, big time star at the time. Yeah. 
you he know, was. because so they were already um, kind of like, well, Lucy for sure, because she had a whole movie career, right? That. Exactly. Um, but they they uh, performed on like vaudeville and live right. live music and comedy shows before <clears throat> the show. So, right, I think that was like actually. Now I'm remembering. Right. The the TV show was like the um, the on screen um, depiction of what they used to do live. Right. So when they would like when Desi would be performing and she would try to get in and do some kind of like she's trying to get in a show right. and he's like trying to like push her out. Yeah, yeah. They used to do that live. And oh, okay. that's how they presented it. They'd be like, This is the sitcom. Isn't know? that great? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. actually is a good segue. Uh-huh. That's so crazy. Yeah. I, I just found this out. Like, um so like um her and Desi Actually, they were married in uh, 1940, and mm-hmm. you, you commented said that they had a turbulent marriage and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, the old uh, believing that he was unfaithful because he used to come home drunk. Uh, Lucy, most likely, he probably was. He came home drunk and lost it. Let me alone. You know, yeah. like, but um, they definitely, but she filed for a divorce in 1944, but then she returned to him yes. before the decree was final. So, I mean, yep. true love never fails, I guess. I don't for know. For sure, man. Man. And then the success of the sitcom is like, damn, we got to stay married for right. a little bit longer. Yep. What sitcom do you think uh, mirrored that that I Love Lucy concept? It's like we gotta have what, like later. Yeah, um, I mean, as far as I don't think they they haven't done too many interracials like that though. No, no, not interracial. We, we know we didn't see. Interracial. Oh, but That's just coming the, up. just the mm-hmm. dynamic. Um, yeah, dynamic. Like uh, they kind of switched the dynamic because they didn't really. You know what? I feel like in sitcoms they were probably afraid to go that route of like the wife that was like kind of the bumbling I don't want to call her bumbling but she kind of was right um, yeah. in a way and so but no one did it as good as Lucy That's true. so right. they, I think they swapped it and now you get the fat husband right the buffoon fat husband right. with the like wise and sharp tongued attractive wife right. usually who's always like so yeah. then you got that should start with the honeymooners right. king of queens king of queens um, Yo, alright, let's stop on King of Queens for a minute, okay? Yeah. King of Queens was a very good show. Kevin James. Uh, I mean, that was that was yeah. one of my shows right there. They had a good chemistry. Alright. No, definitely. Perfect. No, they definitely had a good chemistry. I don't know what was the, again, the, the black best friend. The black best friend, Deacon, <laughs> who I'm I'm not even gonna, I'm gonna put this out there, Sean. He yeah. always reminded me of you. I was like, yo, this guy reminds I me of my that. friend Sean. Then, yeah, yeah. You have a deacon <laughs> from yeah. type deal. But um Leah Ramini, can we can we pause for a minute? Shout out uh, Le- Leah Marini Started on side Marini Say by the bell Bro first of all Leah Marini was kind of bad She was a little baddie She was A couple episodes When she was going up those steps And you know I was like Absolutely <laughs> She had that little wagon I had a crush on her From Say by the bell Of course And uh, I mean the star to me though, Was Jerry Stiller On that joint though I mean he yeah, well, He used yeah. to kill those scenes You know what I mean He's hilarious bro Right But let's talk about His trusted black best friend though <laughs> Victor Williams I mean, Not much to talk about man He just like He was just there You uh-huh. know I mean they gave him a little stuff to work with, right. though. He, yeah. he had his shine. No, obviously. he did. He did. Yeah. I remember there was an episode where he was having a problem with his wife. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this was definitely um, written by white writers mm-hmm. because he his wife asked him to leave the house calmly. And uh, <laughs> well, but he was, was cool. able to leave yeah. and come back with no problem. I was like, <laughs> definitely <laughs> a guy by the name of I didn't see that one, John yeah. Lebowski wrote that episode. <laughs> What's his, his wife was black in the show? It, Deacon? Yeah, he had a black wife. Yeah. Okay. Remember they were like they and they would do like couples things together or whatever. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. It was always that whole thing like they would try and do stuff and they had to ask their the wives for permission. You don't remember Deacon's wife? Yeah, they didn't show her too much, did they? Oh no, I they didn't. She she played her name was Kelly. Oh okay. Kelly Palmer. She was played by actress um um Marin Dungy. 
if I'm saying the name, Dungy, I'm trying to say mm-hmm. She she never went on to really anything else. She just okay. reached the royalties from King. No, I'm playing. Um, I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't. I haven't seen her anything else after that though. You had Patton Oswalt in there. Definitely great. One of my he's a funny stand up guy. He's funny. But Jerry Stiller, yeah. Kevin James. Yep. Liam Remini. Yep. That was a definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's definitely great Jerry Stiller was great in Seinfeld too Jerry Stiller was great in everything he ever did yes, he's every, every, yes, I mean yes, just that true. just coming in like serenity now like just yeah. <laughs> do you remember the episode when him and Patton Oswalt character um, were starting a business but they were speaking they were just talking about this business that they had and they went through the the uh, inception of the business they yes. talked the whole and went through a whole demise of the business and ended the business all in conversation yeah 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 the passion was there as if they were that's running fun. this business Yo. I thought that was the best written that's as a writer a great comedy you could appreciate that's that right yeah oh bit. my god yeah. it was rolling yes. yeah that was yeah. that was outstanding I love that the, yeah bro you always wonder sometimes like scenes like that how much of it is ad-libbed you know, you know, with Jerry Stiller, yes, master of that. Like yeah, him, yeah. You know they're throwing stuff, and in you there. can, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. That's the the way to do it, man. So, so now we move into like, I mean, I even um, can appreciate this. Me and you often reminisce about this a lot. The eighties sitcoms, like eighties television, my favorite. man. Yeah, yeah. When you talk about underlying issues, <laughs> things like you may be reading too much into uh-huh. it, but no. Um, well, you know, from the twenty twenty or twenty twenty one now lens, right. There, there's but a lot to be said. When you was a kid back in the day, you it was just, the best. right, you got right. Some cereal, you just, right. You know, I'm about to watch Different Strokes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Different exactly. Strokes was my jam, yo. Me too. Different Strokes was um, definitely. But why was it? You know, <laughs> I, I'm gonna tell you what it was for me. Funny. It was You know what it was? The Different Strokes. It was their room. The scene when they were in the room, all the cool toys yeah. they had on that shelf in the background. I would watch oh. Different Strokes, and I'd be like, man, Mr. Drummond is getting them everything. They had every toy had that was everything. hot in the 80s yes. was on those shelves. I don't know if they had a deal with Mattel at the time. Yeah, they got everything. They had bro. the He-Man action yeah, figure. They yeah. had everything in there. And I'd be like, Arnold never wants to play with that stuff. He would just be like getting into mischief. I'd be like, sit. Getting into trouble. Right. I'd be like, you're not, you're not <laughs> playing this white daddy right. Like, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. being nice to your white daddy. Mm-hmm. Sit in your room that he supplied for you right. and play with them toys. Like, I'm like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He had an Atari. He had all kinds of the coolest toys were on yeah, his shelf. They had everything. Yeah. Yeah. But he wanted to be, you know, going down to the bike shop and almost getting uh-huh. molested with his friend. Remember that episode? <laughs> oh, I remember that. Remember his friend Dudley? That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Now Dudley probably won- I'm, I'm, Dudley listen. did some stuff when he was older. Dudley did. He yeah, did. Yeah, he went a couple of movies. But I remember that episode when they went to the bike shop. And the bike guy asked him to come in. That's the infamous episode. That yes. was the awkward episode that called Silence in Your Family's Living Room, right? Like, like well, no. no, they they didn't try to hide it. That was the, the theme the premise, of that right. episode. Right. That guy was. So for people that don't know, the bicycle shop owner right. was um, basically he was a pedophile. A pedophile, he right. To, he lured them in. What, he lured Dudley in first. Right. And then he told him, go get your friend. Yes. Or, and then Arnold came with him one time, but then Arnold wanted to leave because he fell in easy. Well, he had them take off their shirts. Right. They had their shirt off. Did like, okay, Arnold take his shirt off? Okay. Uh, I feel like Arnold took his shirt off. Yes, and then I think that's when someone maybe um, came in, like Mr. Drummond or something. Right, right. Help, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crazy. It was I, no, yeah. no, no. It happened, and then I think Arnold was like, "Wait, this ain't," and then he left. And he left, right, or something like that. So he left Dudley. Yes, I think yeah, he left him. Yo, you think bro. about this, man. Think he left him, son. That's crazy. I don't remember the episode. We could be re- remembering. We got to go back and look at like that. that. Yeah, we got to fact check that episode. But that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that was played by Shavar Ross. That's Dudley, the character actor yeah, by the yeah. name of Shavar was, Ross. Um, yeah, I, I always get him and um, who's that? Rudy's friend from Cosby Show. He absolutely up. can get confusing. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Both I of them can't think of his like, name right now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, the dude that was Rudy's friend from the Cosby Show, funny guy. He was in. You talking about Bud? 
But wasn't he in not another team movie when he got older? I believe so. Same yes, actor, he right? was, yes, same actor. But yeah. hilarious dude. He's yeah. funny. He's a, he was like a straight faced little young comic that had like these straight faced zingers about <laughs> yeah, like natural yeah. toxic masculinity. Because uh, yeah. you're a woman, you're supposed to. I yeah. remember the episode. I remember that. Yeah, 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 that was this whole thing. They're That's like, crazy. Why, why were him and Rudy trying <sighs> so desperately to make a relationship work at like ten? I don't know. I don't want to. I want to ease into the Cosby conversation <laughs> yeah. because that's R.I.P. You know what I'm saying? Like one of the greatest sitcoms to exist. Past the man. Can we just say it's still is, it still is. It is. It's it. Syndicated. Yeah, everything. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But definitely. So I, no. Let's go back to Different Strokes. Now, Different Strokes obviously was Gary Coleman, Todd Bridges, um, Dana Plato, Conrad Bain, who played Mr. Drummond, and oh. Charlotte Ray, who played uh, Mrs. Garrett. Remember okay. that? Yes. Mrs. Garrett got the spinoff. What a cast! Uh, you know. What I'm saying Mary wow. Jo uh, uh, Catlett played Pearl, yeah, yeah, because he switched up uh, uh, housekeepers. Oh, so that was Mrs. Garrett, Mrs. In there. Garrett. She was Mrs. Garrett. She got the spinoff, though, yeah, yeah, Facts yeah. of Life, yes, for sure. She was Edna Garrett, and, and I'm pretty she, sure Tootie didn't any of the girls, some um, I think some of them made some guests, yeah, guest appearances, stuff like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so it was just crazy, just that whole premise because the premise of the different strokes was mm-hmm. definitely uh, Mr. Drummond had a housekeeper, black woman. Um, I forget who played her, but they, cause they had a, a, a flashback episode where they showed her vicariously. Um, and then anyway, she dies and her children are in foster oh. care and his spirit told him, I need to go get that lady's kids. And he went to go get the kids and takes them in. Oh, you remember that? Right, so right. that was the premise of these yes, kids, his I former house. You're right. Yeah. So my thing was this, like when he brought those kids in, right? Like, you know, to come live with him mm-hmm. in his penthouse that his, that their mom used to clean. Yeah. Did he make them clean up too? Like, I mean, it was, it's kind of crazy. It would be like full circle. Like, you got generations working here, Mr. Drummond. Like, imagine he's, imagine. Just, he's just adopting them just so they can grow up and be housekeepers. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, all right, Arnold, you're 18 now. No, no. He's like, Willis can be my driver. He's tall. He's almost 16. Broom and dustpans over there. That's horrible, man. That's, yo, it was crazy. And it's crazy because in that, think about the irony of that show, right? Yeah. So he's raising these two black kids so that they don't fall victim to the street. Now we know Todd Bridges became a crackhead, but that Dana Plato, whoo, yes. <laughs> the she, whole time you should have been looking for the yeah. That's a sad story right yes, there. That's a real sad. That story. was a, and that's real life. Like what a career she yeah. had. A weird career. That, I feel like that whole cast was cursed actually because even Gary Coleman's demise. You know what I mean? Like he and, just and even up to his demise, right. it was just like a miserable um, existence. Yeah. Not even he was a grumpy person. I know people that have met him, and it was like he was he obsessed is, with guns. A, yeah, for yeah. some reason, he was yeah. obsessed with guns, playing with and guns, like, and right, definitely. Well, he had a, um that disease. Like I think Webster, the kid that plays Webster, has the same disease. Emmanuel they Lewis. Yeah. They don't fully age into an adult right. physically, physically, and so it causes internal All kinds of problems. Internal, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah Gary man. Coleman definitely RIP him. Um, wow. So now, all right. So now you did talk about. The greatest show of all time, Cosby Show. Well, the Cosby Show, man. Oh, one of the top. I'm gonna say it right now. One of the top five in the top five greatest family sitcoms ever. Ever. Regardless of what happened with Bill Cosby, mm-hmm. not right. Obviously, whatever he right. did, terrible. But the art of that show and the depiction of that family, right. the success of that black family. You can't take that right. away on screen. No, you're right. I mean, you're talking the about stories they told, everything. A pillar yeah. to the black community as far as like just the demographic of the show, what the show's sure. messages were per episode. And the most thing, the one thing I appreciate about that show is that they didn't, this is the one black family that they did not show financial troubles. Like you never saw Cliff bummed out about not being able to pay the mortgage. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, like right. you never heard him talk about rent or mortgage in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. or was, Claire talking about how are we going to get this food? Like, yeah. 
No, they just lived their life because they were successful, educated people. That's how I learned about black colleges. Actually, yeah. through that show, I learned about. Howard. I appreciate jazz. Yeah. Right now, Sean, this is real talk. Oh, yeah, yeah. I learned about jazz and Miles Davis uh-huh. from the Cosby Show. Yeah, we used to I learned the basement. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he used to do like the little act outs and you know with Claire. I learned also. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. I also learned like what I had from my head, how I wanted to be toward a wife, and in the way he yes, had course. disagreements mm-hmm. with her, the way he. Still showed passion for her mm-hmm. in a. I'm talking about not. It wasn't vulgar. It was no innuendo. It was such subtle innuendo, but it oh. was it was acceptable yeah. for us as young children to see. Yes. Yes. The, the one episode where it was their it was their anniversary, uh-huh. and he he was trying to make this recreate a dish they had on a vacation, Kalalu. I remember, and he okay. brought in the chef, but he was coming down with the flu the whole time. And he had this band come in to play her music, remember? remember. And he was getting I, I sick do. the whole episode. He was getting sicker and yes, sicker, yes. trying to pull it off. And when she finally came home to surprise her, he was passed out because he was so sick. Uh-huh. And she still enjoyed it. She appreciated it. Yes. You didn't see her say, uh-uh, you sleep? Like, you, yeah, know, yeah. you know, Claire was like... Bro, oh, no. Let's talk... Listen, let's mm. talk about Claire. Whoa. The example of... a What you wanted. Black, strong, <laughs> yes. strong woman. Yes. A positive black woman in the house. She was a, what, a lawyer, right? Absolutely. But just the way she handled issues within the house, right? With that poise, I mean, Felicia Rashad. I mean, Felicia Rashad, you can't. You can't. The, Yo, Claire Huxtable queen. became a demeanor. Yeah. That's how you describe someone. Yeah. Like a, she's a Claire Huxtable. Yes, that's how it yeah, was. Yeah. It literally was like that. But she's like that in real life. Have you ever seen Felicia Rashad? I've seen, like, she's got a regalness to her. Yeah, she's yeah. Just very, yes, that's perfect word. Now, do yeah, you think really. that that before the cop? Like, I think it's an example of the Cosby Show. <clears throat> like, she just literally just just like this is me, or like it was just that truly. Though the greatest, pe- you know, artists like that, they put themselves or the best aspects of themselves right. into a role and make it like okay. that. And that's uh, that's what she did. Do you think you could have wrote a Cosby Show episode? Could I what? Could you have written a Cosby Show yes. episode? Yeah. yeah. What would your episode be about offhand? What, what kind would of my episode be what about? Would it, what would it be in about? Tw- in 2021? In 2021. <laughs> um, ah, damn, that's a good one, bro. You know what? Just because uh, Theo was like such a knucklehead. Okay. He cracked me up. He was always like trying to like Definitely. come up with some scheme or like, you know, mm-hmm. um, I have one with like Theo's like trying to become like a, a rapper. Oh, dogs. <laughs> you know, I can like, see that. Everyone's trying. Everyone thinks they're a superstar. Right, you, got, right, you, right. you got a laptop and you're doing this. And right. That. So like Theo and, and you know, his friend, his knucklehead friend was even Cockroach? like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, man. We're going to do this. Yo, look right. at all the money they got. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Right I can there. totally see that. Yes. I can see that. And then him telling um, his dad Cliff is like, you know what? He's like, yeah, we missed school because we had to go to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, these people were loud yeah. and didn't have bars. <laughs> like, no, I look, Dad, this it's on SoundCloud. I'd be like, what is? <laughs> He's like, Claire, his his music's in the cloud. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't yeah. understand. It'd be funny. It'd be hilarious. You could I would, make a lot of good episodes. You like, could absolutely. Yeah. I would love to see an episode just about COVID, just about like, because you know how you always try to get oh, the kids God. out the house and it's like, now they're quarantined. <laughs> like, Yo, you know what's funny though? What's that? Well, not funny, but interesting is that, um, kind of going off topic, but you mentioned COVID. They're adopting COVID a lot into shows now. Have you seen this? I have now, not. I haven't seen anything yet. Now that new episodes for shows that are airing? Yeah. Um, what? My mic's too close? No, no, you good. Oh. Um, they're. They're like if you like on nine one one. I was yeah. watching nine one one Angela okay. Bassett show. Okay, yes, they had COVID. COVID was on that, right? 
Um, First of so all, they're like incorporating it. Right, right. Shout out Angela Bassett, though. Shout out Angela Bassett. Oh, yeah. Another one. She's one of the best looking police officers I've ever seen. And that's, yeah, that's toxic masculinity right there. I'm just concentrating on how she looks, not the dialogue. Toxic masculinity that you talking about? Yeah. That's what that dialogue would be taken. It's like, you're not going to talk about how her dramatic depiction of law enforcement at a time of frustrated. No. Do you see the. No. But she's a pro, man. She's been doing so long. She's, yeah. No, but just her acting, physical acting and everything. She could do action. She could do, you know, yeah. obviously the drama, everything. Absolutely. She's a presence. Yeah. But um, so now they have episodes about COVID, you're saying, in, the, in these emergency episodes. Well, yeah, that's yeah. one of the shows they have episodes okay. about COVID. Other shows, too. Right. Um, I've, I've seen it on mostly one-hour dramas. Mm-hmm. I don't know about sitcoms. I don't yeah. think I've I don't think they've reached that yet, uh, yeah. that writing part yet. They were just they were like, oh, it's a sitcom. Yeah. We don't want to make fun of that or something like that. But that's crazy. No, but um, so definitely, I mean. Um, and there's movies. There's been um a, uh, a few films that have been shot even during right. this whole pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they actually, in my opinion, now I don't know if I feel like they're good because they're just different because the pandemic has never happened before right. um, in our lifetime or if they're actually good films. But um, that? I think they were. Um, well, so there's one locked down on HBO Max right now. Oh, lockdown. And they, I'm sure they're happy because now I'm plugging their movie. But, <laughs> but lockdown is dope, man. Um, with um Anne Hathaway, and then Chiwetel Ejiofor, who is one of my favorite, definitely, yeah, black he's actors definitely right now. Yeah, he does not there. get the credit he deserves. But, no, it does not. So it's their couple, okay, um, and they're they like kind of they were breaking up as the the lockdown went into place. So okay. it, it takes place in March of 2020 when they like so they're forced to stay together, forced in to stay there. What? And so it's actually really good. Um, it's it's an interesting film, yeah. And so they're fighting throughout the film, but you, you it, it's good, man. They're, wow, yeah. That sounds like a good. Yeah. I have to check that out. Wow, right. That's definitely yeah. They're definitely. I mean, there's a lot of storylines to this. Yeah. I, I'm a, I'm just waiting for the um, the bank robbery movie that always comes out at the time. Like the pandemic is a perfect time to rob this bank. You know what I mean? Like well, I mean, I don't, I don't want to give a spoiler, using like but, cryptocurrency yeah. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Just something. Someone robs Bitcoin. I don't know. Oh, it's coming. Yeah. There's, listen, like, art imitates life. Life right. imitates art. Right. Right. So now something happens in the world. Now right. the art will imitate it. So now back to our original point of yeah. the emulsification of African-American casting that's taking mm-hmm. place. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, I mean, so I I, I, uh, I recently saw them um, really stretch what I feel like was a huge stretch in inclusion and cultural diversity uh queen latifah's depiction of the equalizer all right so <laughs> just the fact that you laughed okay let's throw dana owens right now because i'm pretty okay. sure we're about to go in a go little ahead, bit go ahead we love queen latifah we do we respect I, dana I, owens all my life been a been a fan that's right we're gonna give her we're gonna give her a round of applause too that's good we, we, we respect yeah. we respect, respect but our uh that ain't it <laughs> that ain't it I want to know who in her circle yeah. got that script to her because someone gives it to your people first and then it breaks through and well, they be like, "Yo, I got the perfect." Here's the here's not I don't want to say the problem because there's there's really no problem with more inclusion, more representation, and more diversity. There's no problem with right. it, but you have to still cast appropriately, right? Right. So uh, yeah, come on, man. Yeah, on. I'm not That's, feeling the. You have to still cast appropriately. Yeah, I'm not feeling like the, Angela Bassett in that role. Right, we buying that one hundred percent. Yeah, but, yeah, she's basically yeah. doing it on nine one one. I mean, she's not that's the true. equalizer, but she's doing. I've already seen physical. you as a police officer. Right, right. 
Queen um, Latifah, you know, flipping mags, changing mags. She does a combat role. It's not even. It's, it's not, not. It's not anything that has to do with her like type or anything. It's just. It's it's the storyline too because they've snatched away what was a story about a man, you know, who didn't yeah. have any children or anything like that. Now it's a single mother. Like I'm seeing a struggling single single mother right now. Did you watch the first? Episode? I watched the first episode. Okay, so. she's she's a struggling. I got struggling single mother vibes from it. I was a former you know bad uh-huh. kid. Now I'm changing my life around. Went to military. I became a CIA, CIA operative. Okay. That whole deal. But she can't get a babysitter. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm right. just figuring. Like, so how old is her kid? In the the in kid the is show. actually a teenager. So the kid's okay. like 15, and she's trying to connect with her because she recently left a job where she worked so for. She's a, in her 50s. Air now, quote. The non. They don't say, it. but I mean, Dana Queen was actually 50, right? Probably right. around. So, so she's a, yeah, yeah. So basically, what you're saying is she's menopausal. So the equalizer never used to sweat, and that's a problem. For, no, I'm playing. I'm just saying. <laughs> not, not the age. I'm not. It's not the age. No, we're not going to age bash. Age is not a thing. No, it's just it's her, and play. I don't see yeah, her. She's there. not like, right for it. Are you cover girl or are you equalizer? Like yeah. I, I'm trying to. And I don't want people to listen to this and be like, "Oh, they're not supporting the black." Right? Woman. No, they're absolutely. I watch it for this that reason because yeah. I wanted her to get the ratings. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I, I wanted. I said, "Let me yeah. watch it in its entirety first. Yeah. Let me see the deleted scenes and the director's cut. <laughs> Tried it, and yeah, I have a lot to say about it. Yeah. It's just like there was one scene in there that just when I lost it as far as believability, I was I kept trying to believe it, and it was a scene where you know the guys that she was pursuing they actually got her and they had her uh-huh. tied up in a chair. The old we finally got you tied up and yeah, we're in yeah, a dark yeah. warehouse and now I'm going to unfoil my plan verbally. Right. if you never stop me, I'm going to launch you. You know that whole give her enough time yeah. to escape. And then she gives a witty like you know jab at him that she's not sweating that his head is ego. Right, right, right. right. She's sitting there, her lace front is messed up. You know what I'm saying? Like it's wet. You know. So you know she's really unhappy yes. And then the guy goes Like she says something Sarcastic to him And the guy punches her In the stomach Now my thing is Was it a stomach Or was it a breast Because that's the thing He punched her <laughs> It's like You just sort of Happened And yeah, it was just yeah. kind of like uh, You know what I mean Did like, she just it, eat it Or was she just like hey, She whatever. ate it she, she faked like You know she feigned yeah. Like it hurt And it was like uh, Let me So hurt. she's that Like on the scale Of one to ten Of action heroes In this show How badass Are we supposed to believe she is Is she like John Wick level Like where where is she at they, I think they do try a little job because there was one little fight sequence where she kind of like did a spin off the back of some guy and then shot him like with like two. She got she's double pistol yeah. in it and she's ta, 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 unloading Is mags. She doing and, martial arts in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, you know what I hated that I, what I appreciate about like you know obviously Denzel's depiction of the equalizer. I mean yeah, it's yeah. Denzel. Anyway, the whole thing like he used to size up a room and like you know a, approximate his time. Right. Like all right, this guy's got that there. Show the cup. Uh-huh. I'm gonna throw the cup at him and I'm gonna you know. She would just come in a room and be like, yo, the drapes don't match this room. Like, you know, like, what? <laughs> like I need more. Come on, yeah, queen. Yeah, like, yeah. and that's being a little, you know, sexism. But I'm just saying, like, but you know what? That doesn't also that all that doesn't all fall on her anyway. That's it's the writers. The writing right. And I don't know how involved she is in that all that department. But right. Yeah, I want to know who a stunt double is. Who's a stunt double? It's <laughs> her, stunt, her, man. It's bro, her. her stunt double could be Tyler Perry because it was. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah, we gotta get off the queen. All right, that's it. No. We know. Shout out to the queen. I wish I had yeah. half the success she had. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. shout out to the queen. I'm not hating here. <laughs> but I listened to her jazz album back in hey, the day. You, you remember didn't that? Know that she had? One. I didn't know that. I forgot about yeah. that. She was singing she scat, right? She does. Yeah, because yeah. she played um, Billie Holiday. Actually, do you remember that? Is it Billie no. Holiday? Oh, let me get that right. Yes, she played Billie Holiday. Uh, it was a Showtime movie. If I'm not mistaken, I can verify. Let me verify that though. But um, oh well. Anyway. Yeah. Speaking of Billie Holiday, because uh-huh. now you're making me think of like 
back before the diversity flood. Mm-hmm. Right. Heads that were doing it breaking ground. Right. Diana Ross, when she played Lady Sings the Blues back in the 70s. Okay. Do you know this movie? Which one? Uh, Lady, Lady Sings the Blues? It's called Lady Sings the Blues. It's after Billie Holiday's song, Lady Sings the Blues. Yeah. And it's a film. I'm pretty sure, fact check me on it, Who's that, that Diana Ross, the Was singer, it? won an Oscar for Lady Sings the Blues. Either, really? At least nominated. Okay. Um, and Billy D. Williams was in it. Billy D, man. Now, you talk about Smooth Brothers. Bro, man. that's a powerful, dramatic movie, man. Yo. You haven't seen that? See Lady Sings the Blues. I, I do. I remember seeing it. My mom, yeah. you would watch it and cry. She would tear up when this yeah. movie came on. Because I specifically remember the scene where she poured milk into his bullhorn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy D. Williams. And I was like, I was like, it's dumb cold. It was dumb cold in the scene. You could see the breath coming yeah. out of him. But he, she poured milk into his bullhorn while he was doing some kind of activism. Oh, really? uh, in the community. Yeah, and she, he picks up the bullhorn and the milk spills on him or oh, something like right. that. And like, you it's know, Billy he's live like, a sad life, man. Billy, Billy, Billy Holiday? Holiday? Oh, Billy Holidays. Billy Holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. Did I did I get mixed up talking about the wrong Billy? Were you talking about? Well, Billy D. Williams okay. was in the from movie the Blues. Okay. about Billy Holiday. Oh. See, he I, was she was the we just male crossed Billy. I guess. Okay, she was the male. Okay, yeah, we just so that HBO movie's called Bessie. Queen Latifah played Billie Holiday. Oh, really? Bessie, yes. Because you don't remember that's the was famous topless nude scene of Queen Latifah. Well, I guess now this is the reason why I missed it. So. There you go. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing to look forward to. I mean, you probably seen yeah, it before. It's just an uh, old, like, probably. long day Must black lady look. look. Like, yeah. take the bra off and them joints just. Ah, you know, nah, nah, <laughs> the chassis I'm, just come down. I'm okay. I'm all set. I wasn't. Yeah. I mean, I just I ate that one. I didn't yeah. even like stop and gas. You how many times did you rewind it? Let's Not at all. Honest. Not at all. Okay. I I didn't. I, and that's honest facts. I didn't rewind it at all. I didn't zoom in like I normally would do. Like if it was yes. like Zoe Saldana. I, no. Okay. Yeah. I I wanted Zoe to get Saldana, past it. She's good. Yeah. I wanted to get past it. Okay. It like, definitely a G <laughs> cup though. Um. But I, I, <laughs> no man. No man. Success. Success. No, Sanchez. no, definitely. Again, the views expressed here are not necessarily mine. No. Yeah, just um, read that. <laughs> I got to read this uh, legal <laughs> waiver. Um, anyway, no, 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 man. Um, no, but we uh, definitely hit on some, um, you know, some good, some good uh, yeah. topics here. Um, yeah, man. We can go on and on about this. Yeah, and, bro. Uh, I mean, oh, are you rapping? Bottom, I mean, no, I'm not rapping. You got something you want to add another point? Go ahead, man. We, yeah, I mean, you guys, a girl you want to meet or something? No, wait, no, to, no, bro. I'm no, keep no. you. Okay. Oh, no. Are we live right now? <laughs> no, no, no. That out we later. good. We got um, it. <laughs> no, well, um, I was just going to say that um, I, I know, like, it, I'm so glad, like, the diversity is happening the way right. it's happening right now because we're getting the roles that that they get yeah. normally. Yeah. Um, you know, so, and it's still not to where it needs to be, but it's, right. it's getting there. It's getting there. You're right. You're um, right. But, I don't want to discount too. Like a lot of people have to realize, a lot of us were doing stuff back before it became a thing. Right. We, we, we've been we've been Just out not here as much. Right. We've been out here in these streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. That is something to really speak on, and especially for you guys. <clears throat> I remember when you were acting, and you know your pursuit yeah. of like you know reads and things like that like oh, it's yeah. just yeah like now I, like I said they're going back to those pots that they've that it's, it's blatant you know you've passed over these people simply because right. I see a brown face it's not the place for the brown face that's what it was so right. now they're going back into those archives hey let's call up you know yeah it's just yeah your your world is opening up yeah, as yeah. an artist now yeah. which is great man I just don't want them to get ridiculous with it like I don't want to see Forrest Whitaker play George Washington in a movie about <laughs> <the> revolutionary <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah that's just for GP we're gonna have him yeah to George I can see George Forrest Whitaker it's like how far can we push this thing <laughs> it's just Forrest Whitaker's like <laughs> we're fighting for our country 
for honor yeah, no, <laughs> and strength. Force is a great actor, man. <laughs> yeah, no, he is one of the best. Yeah. And you can make fun of his eye all you want. That's that's hack. The man is a classically trained Shakespearean actor. If you respect he, the gangsters, dead serious. That's true. Him, James Earl Jones. Yes, yes. No, people, Earl, people don't respect the Shakespeareanism. Yes, Denzel Washington as well. Denzel's they can. They can I almost saw Denzel at Shakespeare in the park. Uh, years ago, but like it was one yeah. of those first come first serve things, whatever. And oh, yeah. clearly, we didn't come first, so we didn't get in there. But at the uh, Roundabout Theater in oh, Central work? Park, they do oh, the summer, yeah. the free summer stage. I missed that when I the world was open. That. Oh yeah. man, when the world was open, yeah. he did Othello. Othello. That's when Denzel was playing Othello. It was like a pop up. Everyone was like shocked out their mind that he showed Denzel, up to Denzel's do it. The man, yeah, Lily re- re- refreshed himself yeah. with the script and then went out there and, and delivered a. Literally one of the best of all time. I'm and trying to tell and you. he still goes back to stage every now and then. I love it, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, man. He did uh, the movie version of um, Midsummer, Macbeth. Macbeth. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Because he's, he's, he's he, he knows all those plays. Like, like I mean, Water. Like was it like Water? <clears throat> Much Ado About Nothing. Sorry. Much Ado About Nothing. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Don't shortchange yourself, man. I remember yeah, years yeah. ago, the one man monologue <laughs> he did, dogs. I mean, it yeah, was it was yeah. moving. Remember that? I we appreciate did that. Yeah, we, no, did, a, did, we did a live, a live a, show. A live show. Back you in did, the day. Yep, yeah. you did the one scene uh, monologue. Was like the one light on you. Yeah, and I mean, it was I, me and another dude. Yeah, and we, it was a scene. Yeah, it was moving. I remember I looked at it. the whole time. I was captivated. I was listening. To it. I was like, "Yo, it's my friend up there." Yeah, and then I was like, was "Wow." This nigga's lying. Because <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, he really acting, y'all. <laughs> he yeah. don't talk like that. No, it was it was good. It was that good. Was, it was that good. was fun, man. No, it was. Acting's free, man. It is. It is liberating. But anyway, man, yeah. I look forward to doing this again, man. Yes. I'm going to bring it in with yeah. us, uh, the Lack of Serious Sustained Effort podcast. Word. Um, Sean Harris. Appreciate it. Where can we find you, Sean? You got anything you want to plug? We can have the shameless plug segment. Well, as far as the, you know, um, Got a lot of projects writing and film right now, but okay. um, actually, uh, I am part of a music label right now. All um, right. It's called Flynn Vivant. Flynn Vivant. Um, if you could spell that out for them right now. Let's see. We okay. are on Instagram and let's see, Spotify as well, but we actually have our own site. Okay. So it's called Flynn Vivant. That's F L Y N N V I V A N T. My brother came up with that. It's very fancy. Shout out Tron and yeah, DVD. For sure. And we all dropping uh, this. It has three new um, albums dropping on February 19th. February 19th. Yep. All right. So next week. Yes. I'm a fan of Tron and DVD. I support yeah. you guys. On the oh, yeah. First CD. Remember, I, was, I, I use it for intro music coming out on the stage, yo. This is I remember. Yep, 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 yep. No doubt, man. All right. Well, Appreciate I'm your host again, Corlin Falden. This has been Sean Harris with me. Thank for you sure. for joining us and uh we'll be back tune next, in time next time with more Queen Latifah hate. More Dana Owens. All right. Thanks a lot.